kind of like, oh yeah, boobs, yeah, I have them, whatever. And then I was like, oh my God, I should name them. I'm Peter Gotham. I'm Yasmin Mathurin. And I'm Stephanie Werner. This is A World Without, an audio series about the things that have always been a part of our lives and how they affect us, whether we know it or not. On this week's episode... My name's Adina Ali, and I've never lived in a world without boobs. Breath. The only gland in the human body capable of giving both milk and sex appeal. In the 16th century, the word boob, and booby, was first used as an insult for making a huge mistake, or to refer to a foolish person. The American usage of the word boob can be traced back to 1929 to the Latin word pupa or little girl. The world's fascination with human breasts has evolved and made popular with the modern day rappers referring to the sexualized fatty gland as titties, a slang term originally from the French term teat, meaning nipple of female mammals. The fascination continues today with social media censorship of the breasts, with many people objecting to the sight of breastfeeding which goes to say that it's hard to ever imagine a world without boobs. Ah, so, boobies. Um, uh, they've always been, like, the worst thing for me. I started going through puberty really early um, compared to everyone else in my school and everyone else in my neighborhood and all of that. So they started coming in when I was, like, nine. Now, they, like, weren't full-blown, like, double Ds or anything when I was nine because that would obviously be really, really bad. But they were there. And they were embarrassing. Like I would wear, like every day to school, I would wear these zip-up vests. They came in different colors, so it wasn't the same thing all the time. But I would wear them every day over my outfits just to hide the, the, the everything that was kind of like sticking out there because it was just kind of inappropriate. And I felt like, yeah, like there was something wrong with me, really. Um, so I would wear that every day just to hide the chest area no one else knew what I was doing I think they just thought it was my style (laughs) or whatever but uh yeah so that's what I used to do and then closer to I'd say grade grade seven grade eight I started I started to change my perception a little bit I, I didn't get comfortable necessarily I just thought that maybe I should kind of play along with the fact that I have boobs if that makes sense like make it my thing kind of own it in a way and I kind of turned it into a joke like I would joke about it all the time and in grade eight I actually named them let me explain the whole situation so it was grade eight I was up on a hill with my friends one of my female friends and two dude friends and we were just kind of like throwing like dandelions at each other and I think my shirt opened up a little bit and then so like my male friend started like throwing the stuff in my like (laughs) cleavage area (laughs) so (laughs) and I was like fine with it because remember I said at that point I was kind of like oh yeah boobs yeah I have them whatever and then I was like oh my god I should name them and I'm like let's not do let's not do girl names let's make it different let me let me name them boy names so I'm like let's think of something completely random so I went with like kind of abstract names. I went with Clifford for my left one and Ezekiel for my right one. And I still like, I still, they're still named the same now. So I haven't changed their names. And so that was kind of like my thing. And I could joke about it with my friends and stuff like that. And it felt less awkward with that approach, I guess. Um, And then in high school, again, I would just 
buy big clothes to kind of hide them because everyone would stare at them if I didn't. And it was, again, very awkward, but I continued to play up the, oh, you know, my boobs are funny or whatever, right? So I would go along with that, and it was, it was still something that bothered me. Um, I danced a lot, and I played a lot of sports, so boobs were sort of like a hindrance because, you know, you're running around, things are flopping everywhere. It doesn't matter what kind of sports bra you're wearing. They're just they're moving on up and down, doing their own thing. Like I said, I, I danced my whole life, and every time we had to get fitted for costumes, I would have, <laughs> I would need this like sturdier sort of material in that area, and it was always so embarrassing because I was the only one my age that needed that. And like the measurements that like they would read out the measurements to you, and then mine were like these gigantic measurements around that area, and everyone else was like, you know, it was just this. I don't know. It was just really awkward for me. I was like, oh, why? And it was it went from elementary school to high school, and then finally in university. I started noticing that everyone else had boobs. It wasn't just me. And a lot of girls had, you know, boobs that were bigger than mine. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, I shouldn't feel that bad about it because, you know, everyone has it now. It wasn't until then that I started sort of accepting them to the point where I actually liked the fact that I had them. I used to buy big clothes just to disguise them. And then I started buying clothes that fit me because I'm not actually a big person it's just that area that's big so I figured that you know I should dress in a way that suits my body despite having a bigger chest and yeah so there's a couple factors that sort of led me to that again seeing people with you know bigger chests (laughs) and guys appreciating them I guess and the way they looked why when I looked at them in the mirror I was like oh they're kind of nice they're 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 on point like everything's pointing in the right direction everything's sitting where it needs to be so I thought okay why not they're they're fine right there's nothing wrong with them That was Adina Ali talking about her experience with boobs. Guys, wow, that was a really honest account of growing up. And although it might sound silly to say, boobs play a large part in all of our lives. Yeah, we all have like (laughs) the awkward growing up boobs are a thing and you're like ah, what to do how do you do it's just it was very uncomfortable <laughs> and then the training bras until you graduate to an actual bra was like when you graduated it was great <laughs> but that in between phase up until graduation so awkward so awkward what i think is so Uh, fascinating and I guess tragic in its own way is that maturing puberty is something that is it is literally the most universal thing in in human existence and yet it sort of makes everyone feel isolated and alone when they're going through it and it makes you start to question yourself and am I normal and am I like everyone else even though yes you quite literally are exactly like everyone else in that you are going through this change and you are feeling the same feelings as everyone else what is the worst nickname for breasts that you can think of? I think for me, it's like titties. There's something about it that just, it just feels so like raunchy and not so good of a way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
kind of yeah. has an ick factor to it somehow. Yeah, and I mean, like, even if you were thinking about it, like, you can say breastfeeding, but can you say, like, titties feeding? That, that's, oh, that doesn't no. Mean, no, no, no. No, no. Like, <laughs> no one should ever say that. <laughs> I have the opposite problem, which is I don't think... I don't think I have any preferred term for them. None of them really suit a, a grown adult. Uh, I mean, boobs is a child's term. Titties is something you say when you're a teenager trying to make it sound like you've seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked uh, Don Rickles, the old comedian, would always talk about lamps. I, I really liked that. I think it was just so obscure. as just uh, like, fine, let's pick any. Yeah. Look at the, what, look at the, hey, is that your wife? Look at the lamps on that one. <laughs> But it, is that a, the equivalent to headlights? Because I've definitely heard headlights before. I guess I just like I've the idea. Of, I just yeah. like the idea of picking an, an abstract term because why not? It's it's no stranger than boob, as we heard. <laughs> it just meant a, a big mistake at one time. <laughs> right, right. I would think that my least favorite term, and I, I don't even like saying it, was breasticle. Oh, I think horrible. that is never such a disgusting word. I have never heard of the word breasticle. I've, sadly, I've heard, I've, heard it, I've, I've heard them all. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst one, though, maybe is tatas, which is uh, will only ever be said by a man in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yes. Reaching middle age. I agree. Drinking a light beer. I definitely agree. That reminds me of a pinup girl, though, also. Like, she maybe has, like, the, the spinning pasties. Oh, okay. Like, all it's right. kind of a classy burlesque term. Okay. In my mind. Okay, fine, fine. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I see where, you, the, where the Hawaiian shirt comes in, absolutely. <laughs> it is such a, a Rorschach diagram that you know, everyone sees something different in, in every term. I don't mind bosom. bosom I have to yeah. say, if I was going to go, um, maybe not in a romantic situation, but talking among girlfriends, bosom? Totally, totally I fine like in my I books. Know, I don't know if the word bosom would flow out of my natural vocabulary, <laughs> but it does give me like Jane Austen vibes, mm, which I, yeah. I'm very much here for all day, every day. So. <laughs> I feel like you were a, a, a bodice on your bosom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds so poetic. And like all of a sudden you just feel so much more classier mm-hmm. to as bosoms as opposed to titties. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I will say that the word jugs does take me back. That was, I think, maybe the first really super crass word that me and my friends used. That's like a grade five jugs. I do remember getting in a lot of trouble once uh, for, for talking about that at school. <laughs> because, and I believe we were making fun of somebody for allegedly having touched someone's jugs. Oh, oh. man. It was the age of cooties, my friend. Oh, <laughs> the age of cooties. So you didn't necessarily go through the experience of growing um, such appendages. Thank you, um, Stephanie. <laughs> but you were a teenage boy. And was it just a mystery to you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, so you see images of them in popular culture. Let's say popular culture. culture. You have a sort of a sense of what they are. I don't know if, if any teenage boy really understands what they do or right. or their potential. <laughs> they're, they're, they're sort of there. They don't seem, they're not interactive in the mind of a teenage boy. They're just, they're just decoration. I've lived through and uh, hell, I've instigated now 20 years of locker room talk and I will say the range of male preference is staggering it is extremely broad so I think that's something that that maybe doesn't come through enough especially to to girls is that yeah there I, is no in I mean there is no standard type wow 
I see. I feel like I didn't know. I mean, when I was, if I was like, like fourteen, and I heard like actually, it's okay. Like, <laughs> I think hearing that would have been like would have been great. That would have been getting like getting a warm <laughs> hug. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have heard that. Join a hockey team, guys. You'll hear, <laughs> it. You'll hear it all. Right. As much as there can be negative output from male discussion of female bodies, <laughs> there is a I think a, a very positive side to it too, which is that. For every body type, there is a huge number of guys who are really into it. For every single physical trait, there is a huge number of guys who are very attracted to it. This is a discussion I didn't think we'd be having uh, today, but I'm actually really happy it happened. Join us next week for another episode of A World Without. Remember to check us out on Twitter at AWW underscore podcast. Until next time, I'm Stephanie Werner. I'm Peter Goffin. And I'm Yasmin Matsuri. Thanks for listening.